with the night owl of Wadadin, the mythical legend, the king of Sergut Deutsch himself, Mr. Mm-hmm. Neil Urban. Neil, how are you? What's up? Day? What's happening? Oh, nothing much. <laughs> um, I am burning the midnight oil. Are you? Oh, you really were. Oh, I really am now. holiday photos, yeah, you, right? Usually, uh, no, lately I haven't been, but now I, I definitely have been. Um, just pumping out, pumping out as much as I can. Uh, it's, it's that time of year, so everybody's wanting their photos and um, trying to do my best to get it to them. Yeah. Um, so you actually now, just topic-wise, because I saw that you were pumping out all those holiday photos. How long did it take? Because oh, I, yeah. I saw your post. You were like, I'm going to do this for 40 hours, eight hours straight or whatever. Did it re- uh-huh. did it really take that long? Or how how many people did you have come through again? It was like hundreds, We right? had 90. 90? No, we had, Okay. Yeah, in, the, in the end, we had 90. 90 separate uh, shoots, though. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, so the amount of people, <laughs> if you had two or three people each time, you know, you're, you know, a few hundred people going through Neil Levin's studio mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, uh, I got it all out within 36 hours. Nice. Um, and that's, and that's nonstop working as well. Right. Um, I, I took a couple breaks here and there because, uh, we, we did have a shoot, um, Within those two days, within those forty-eight hours, I started working, uh, pumping out those photos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I did it. <laughs> so now we talked. We talked a little bit about this. I think maybe after last episode, and if you're talking about it as much as you're comfortable with, but like, how how was it dealing with the, the brides that were like, "Hey, why are all these <laughs> these photos coming out? Where are my wedding photos?" Did you have a lot of that, or just? A well, couple, well, well the best part is that the uh, the brides that were waiting for photos, they were actually clients who came in for the Christmas shoot. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, they, they completely understand because, um, you know, we were doing it for a cause, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And for two, they were getting their, their Christmas orders in time for them to make their Christmas cards. Right. So that made them happy. And, in, and, they, and I actually got to talk to them in person to explain to them, you know what, this I can run through. Your wedding, I, you know, I, I'm taking my time with, um, and and I said, you know, it's 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 next up for me to work on, yeah. um, and they're they're completely fine yeah. with it. Everybody's really understandable about stuff like that. So yeah, I, I feel like people cool. like a lot of times clients have no idea how long it actually takes to edit a wedding the right way, you know, and like, <laughs> and so I have a different yeah. time frame too, where if I do an engagement shoot. Um, they're not engagement shoots are not on the same time time schedule as a wedding. I don't know if you do it like mm-hmm. that or not, but like my my oh, weddings yeah, have a wedding queue, and then all other shoots are on a totally separate queue because it's not fair to make if I do an engagement shoot or a family shoot, which I don't do too many, but when I do, I, it's not fair to make them wait eight weeks, you know, and put them in a wedding. No, queue, I know. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, you know, yeah, I'll tr- I'll turn out one of those one of those shoots, and I would say within two weeks. Yeah, that's about. Um, but, but for a wedding, I always tell my clients four to eight weeks, um, we're really backed up right now. I'll do my best to get it within that time frame. And so far this year, I've, I've yet to go over that eight week yep. mark. Um, like, like for this, I just submitted one wedding last night and, uh, the eight week mark is coming up next week. That's a- so I, I just got it out in time, but they got their Christmas photos before that, like a week before they got their wedding. So it was, it was kind of nice. 
of of how that's working. But yep, that, that's yeah. That's, so far, that's funny you say that because I was just the wedding that I added in today was literally eight weeks ago on the 30th and today's the 29th and i was just looking at that i'm like i'm I'm not going over eight weeks i'm not doing it so so like tomorrow i want to get this wedding out um Uh yeah but but then but that's but now i have the time where it's like my weeks are open enough that i can edit one and a half weddings a week or so so now i'll catch i'll start catching up behind that you know Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, listeners, we just want to remind you that uh, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot, uh, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. The show goes live every other week, uh, 8.5 to 9 times out of 10. And while we're <laughs> at it, please do leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, and help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. That's info at weddingphotographersunite.com. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. And uh, don't forget those reviews in iTunes because those are very helpful. Um, there's And then there's a couple of announcements that I just want to go through that we've been going through for the past couple shows as well. And actually, there's one that's a little bit different this week. I know that, um, that we have enough um, listeners that are somewhat local to the Western New York, uh, Buffalo, and Rochester area. But even if you're not, uh, you could still come on down too. Uh, we have um, uh, Sam Hurd, who was uh, on our podcast a number of episodes ago, who has his own podcast um, as well, um, with the Epic Podcasts. Um, uh, he's going to be doing a workshop in Rochester. And actually, Iggy um, was the, was uh, set it up a number of uh, months ago. And he's going to be at uh, in my studio uh, January 10th. Uh, that's January 10th, 2017, of uh, Sam Hurd Workshop. Um, if you're interested, there are just a few open spots left. There's a few open spots left. And if you just Google Sam Hurd, Sam, S-A-M-H-U-R-D, Rochester, uh, that um, it'll come right up uh, for his uh, uh, for the workshop that he's doing. And you can book there right on the site. And so if you could uh, uh, take a look at that if you're interested. Sam Hurd's pretty amazing, uh, and I think it will be worth your time. And it's and then it'll be over at my studio in Rochester as well. So uh, come on down and check that out if you're interested. And it's, you know, is, the, it, is it like a one-day workshop or a whole weekend? It's a full-day workshop. It's a full-day workshop. Okay. Um, and yeah, what is what is usually cover? What's what uh what what can people look forward to? So actually, I'm looking at his page right now, and, and the way he does it is in the morning. Uh, he has business targeting clients, pricing, branding. Um, the next bullet point: equipment, what to bring and why, traveling light, uh, and then workflow, importing backup, optimizing, prioritizing, and then um, then he says uh, epic portraits: the who, the why, the how. And then in the afternoon, uh, we do a live shoot uh, with posing, uh, looking for the scene, being inspired by and for your clients. He gets into technique. Uh, he does, you know, Sam's known for when we had him on our podcast, he does a lot of the free lensing, um, lens chimping, prisming, um, and uh, different, you know, techniques that he uses, which are really kind of off the beaten path. Um, and then he gets into some post-processing as well in the afternoon. So it's just an all-day workshop. Uh, it's 650 bucks for registration, mm. which, you know, that might sound like a lot to a lot of people, but at the same time, when you're thinking about um, the amount of things you know, I was actually just talking to Neil just prior to the prior to the episode here. I was, I was thinking that Sony A ninety nine two looks pretty sweet, but it's a thirty two hundred dollar camera, 
<laughs> and <laughs> and I wanted to like pair that up with a 135 uh, Zeiss lens, uh, which that that's a pretty pundit, you know. So like, and and is that worth it? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's better. Maybe I should go to a workshop instead, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is uh, you know, if it's, I think that it can be worth it to you, if especially if uh, you want to learn from Sam and you like his style and technique. Uh, super talented and I learned a lot from him too when I saw him at WPPI a few years ago so uh, check it out uh, if you're interested uh, it's the Epic Rochester workshop just google Sam Hurd and Rochester for that um, and then uh, just a couple cool. other uh, quick announcements too uh, if I can find that page again there oh no oh no I don't like the dead space here um, oh yeah! Uh, don't forget to join us in our Facebook group. Uh, if you just uh, search for Wedding Photographers Unite in Facebook, uh, join us in that Facebook group and uh, say hi to us in there. And also, don't forget that in episode fifty-one, we're going to critique listener images. Uh, send them in to info at weddingphotographersunite dot com. Two thousand pixels on the long end, and uh, let's get them in by the middle of December, uh, which is twelve fifteen. So about to 15, 16 days. So this might be the last time that I announce this during the show. Um, and if I do the next episode, you'll only have a couple days to do that. So make sure that uh, if you're thinking about getting in images, uh, we'll do a free critique and just take a look at them and talk through them and, and put a little video feed together and throw it up on YouTube as well. So you can follow along with us as we're uh, looking at um, some listener images. Um, and other than that, uh, today, Neil, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about wedding book design. Uh, it's something that we were just talking about before the show, mm-hmm. thinking of topics uh, that we were going to uh, run through here today. And we've like lightly, super lightly talked about wedding book design, um, but not really gotten into the details of like what we do and how we do it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know, I, just just because I've been doing a lot of talking in the intro, do you want to start with what you do uh, or what your process is? Or do you want me to start or what? how do you want to, how do you want to handle this here? Or do you want to talk about um, maybe the software first? Well, um, uh, well, actually, yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or if there's a different order yeah. you want to take, well, I mean, feel the, free. I, I use the software that uh, my album company provides. They have their own uh, standalone software, so I don't have to work work with any third parties in exporting and finding finding a you know the the layouts that works with my album company that kind of thing because I know that's how uh, third party third parties are. Um, the last time I used a third party was maybe six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure technology has gotten a lot better with, with third party, uh, with third party, um, softwares. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been using standalone ever since, um, since it's available to me. Um, and you know, with my album designs, I like to keep it very, very simple. Um, I, I don't like to get into the whole uh, meshing of images. I like I like a standalone image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the and very important part is make sure that the timeline kind of kind of makes sense. And even even if you shoot things out of out of sequence on the day of, um, try and try and make it match um, in a in a timely order. Uh, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a picture book. It's a, it should tell a story without any words because. You know, and, and that's one thing I, I don't also do because that was very popular. Um, I would say about ten years ago, we're adding words to pages, like yeah. <laughs> ra- random poems or, or things that clients wanted. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's and know uh, that, that was very ten years ago. Um, and that's another thing that about um, how I like to design books is uh, to make sure it doesn't doesn't have like a timestamp on it. Um, and, and I'm not talking about an actual timestamp and 
it's each I would say I would say about ten years I would say about seven, ten years ago, um albums had a very um dated look. Dated like luck, you, you, yes. Like you could you. tell that it was from the eighties or the nineties or the time. Period exactly, it came from. yeah. You, you know, you know when you go over someone's house, like, and yeah, and they have their album out, and you're like, oh man, just by looking at it, early two thousands. So yeah, yeah. you can tell early two thousands with the color, the color mm-hmm. um, fading. But I, what, last <laughs> you know, episode, I forgot. The, I couldn't the CPI pull, and yeah, the heavy CPI and uh, what do you call it again? Color what? When you oh um, last episode, I was I couldn't remember. selective color yeah selective color coloring. Thank select, you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I have a hard time remembering oh, yeah. that. But yeah, you can tell like in the early two thousands because it was cool. Because look, we have Photoshop and computers, and we can do it. So here it is. You know, you know, yeah. I I posted a picture not too long ago. Well, it was it was quite a while ago. The I found one of my sample albums from. It had to been two thousand seven. Right. Oh, oh, just looking at this thing, oh, I was so embarrassed. At. But it was yeah, it was tough. actually very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, to look of, of what was popular back then, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what I don't want, and that kind of inspired me that saying, you know, this is this is what an album shouldn't have is a timestamp on it. Yeah. Um. You know, I want people to be like, oh, that that album, so 2012, uh, just because that's how what that's what things were going on at that time. So I try and keep it very simple, and um, so it can be timeless. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So. 20 years down the road, people aren't like, oh, that's so 2016. Yeah, right. Um, right. You know, just try and try and keep it simple. Um, not, not take too much attention away from the actual image. I want people to spend more time on a page. And, and I kind of, while, while I have clients looking at albums in our studio, I'm, they're, they're, they're studying the album, but I'm studying them while they're looking at the album. I'm I'm paying attention to the pages that they spend more time on. I'm paying attention to the images that they spend more time mm-hmm. on. And then I'm I'm usually in it's actually usually the the pages that have more images on a page they they breeze right through. Um the, there's there's a layout in my in my book um that I have in my sample book that have about 8 images on a page. Mm-hmm. And, and they're they're all beautiful images of the day, um, but man, every single time they just kind of glance at it and then look, and then the next page has like one strong image on it. Yeah, and they spend like triple the amount of time on that mm-hmm. one page with one mm-hmm, image. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that that that's kind of teaching me saying you know what less is mm-hmm. more, and um, I'm trying to go with uh, um, less less images on a page because. Um, I created an, another book that pretty much it's it's almost one picture per page, maybe two p- pictures, if if at most. And the amount of time that you know people breeze through the other books, but they spend like five to ten minutes on yeah. that book when it's only one picture mm-hmm. per page kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, um, so yeah, it, you know, it just you know when when you when you do have people you know in your studio or or wherever you're meeting them and they're looking at books you know study 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 them uh while while they're looking at yeah, books yeah it also and... informs you about your own work too mm-hmm. you know like which which images they're spending longer looking at and what's kind of captivating them yeah um, yeah especially like the emotional images like the first oh the the bride almost lost it in tears when when she got to the uh, the father daughter dances, um, mm-hmm. and she didn't even know the people. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that was a that was, I think that's what clinched of her booking was you how, know how what, emotional she got. But she got emotional 
not because she didn't know the people, but because she 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 was able to relate it to like her own father or her mm-hmm. own life. You know, yeah, and she, then, yeah, she could. She kind of force. She saw herself in yes, that moment in the totally. future. And actually, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I think that like really works when we're trying to just show work in general is the kind of images that I feel like like a bride can imagine herself in. Um, sometimes get more like, for example, they get more likes on Facebook or something like that. If it's like an image where you can't really see, um, you know, like maybe like what's going on, but, but the bride can envision, Oh, that could be me in that photo. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, or it's the story of love and you can see the couple, you, you know what I mean? It can, it's a little bit more neutral, you know, sometimes yeah. I think those images show a little bit better, um, for that reason, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's depending on what, you know, what we're trying to do or whatever but anyway uh right right and and also um I, you know especially when uh when there's clients who um about first looks mm-hmm. oh i think i just lost you there yep lost neil because we we describe them how, how emotional it can be hey, and then hey, to actual see yeah uh totally uh lost you um after you said first looks uh, the oh, okay. connection just totally cut out. So if you can go back to that. No, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, the, it's especially when clients have first looks or they, they don't have a, enough time to, um, uh, or, or if they don't have enough time as to where they need a first look and they're kind of on the fence about it or nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once they actually see an album with a first look, oh, they just lose it and they get really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so ha- actually having an album of of having a first look, I think also helps in your studio too. Yeah. <clears throat> of selling that whole idea. Sure. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, um, but yeah, my, my wife usually does the, uh, the, does the first layout of the design of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she really enjoys it and she's really good at it. And then I go through almost, almost kind of like editing our, our weddings. Um, she does the first run through and then I, then I go through and, and do, do little tweaks and, and fine tunes and, and then, uh, then we send it off to the client. And if there's any changes, um, which which we'll touch base on that probably a little bit later, uh-huh. um, then then we kind of go from there. Okay. So how 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 about yourself? Sure. So uh, at least in the way that I start off, and then maybe we'll get into the second part of this in a bit here with changes and how we handle that. But uh, mm-hmm. so what I end up doing is I use uh, I use Smart Albums. Uh, we talked about that on the show. Um, we actually had mm-hmm. the one of the owners on the show from at WPPI, uh, you know, last March or whatever. Um, but uh, I really like that for me and for my workflow because it's um, I'm also like you in that. I just like simplicity. I don't like, um, I don't, I don't like a lot of the like you you mentioned like a lot of images on a page or, uh, or a lot of the embroidery or different um, backgrounds and different textures you can put on pages and all mm-hmm. these different tonings and changing things and you know all all the different options. I, I'm just way more of a simple, modern, clean look you know so i use mm-hmm. just all white borders um and everything that i that i deliver unless i get some ask something else but i almost never do people like the way that i design on my default book and i'll talk about this actually what i should do is talk about the different price points i have on the different books and why um but but from so I'm, I'm sorry when, when you say white borders do, does that mean a black page with and your picture has white borders or do you just kind of switch it up as to where you have white pages with black borders 
or um, so every, what, what, what do you mean on, on I just that? literally mean everything is white surrounding every image on every page. Okay. So okay. I don't, um, so every border and layout is just the images and white around it, depending on the layout that I'm mm -hmm. using. Um, which I think is the default option, uh, for smart albums. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's, that's my, I have a, like a default, at least the way that I do pricing for my wedding books is they're all, they're all add on a la carte items. Um, and I have three levels of books. I guess we should talk about that first and then I'll get maybe more back into where I just was. But, uh, the, I have, I, there's one book that I just basically want my couples to get, which is the book that I offer like in the middle, so to speak. And, um, I use Graphy Studio for my books. I continue to be happy with them for what I'm looking to do, which is just basically get a beautiful book that I'm happy with. Um, and, I, and so what I use for, as my default book is their, uh, their young book with all the extra bells and whistles. Um, but that's just the book that I like in particular to give clients. And so I'll do a design on it using smart albums and do a layout basically telling the story of the day. Um, how I think that it went and how I think that I would like to tell the story of the day. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then from there, um, you know, I'll put it up online and have them be able to access it and do changes, um, from there. But, uh, but so that's, that's just basically like the book that I just want to be able to do because I think it's the cleanest, most beautiful look that I want to give my higher end clients, you know, with that, with that book in the middle. But then I also have like, mm -hmm. I have um, another option, I basically tell it to, the, to, to them when they're in my studio. I basically just say, you know, this is the book that I want to give you. However, if you're somebody that's more on a budget, I do have this book as well. And then it's basically just a coffee table style cool. book, you know? Um, no, no, is that through the same company? Same company. It's the same same process for me. I'm still using Smart Elms, still using the same layout that I would for the other book. So it doesn't change mm -hmm. much for me in terms of the way that I'm designing the book. It's just the physical yeah. book is different. There's no box or fancy covers or, you know, leather and all this kind of stuff that I'm doing on this other option. Um, and then I actually learned this and, um, I gotta, I'll be, uh, just so I can give credit where credit is due. Uh, I was listening to, I forget the name of his podcast. Um, a lot of you guys probably listen to it. Uh, it's, he's very business oriented. Um, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I'm dropping it right now. He's up in Canada. He's right. He's actually like an only an hour or two away from us, Neil, but on the other oh, side okay. of the border, which makes it seem like it's forever. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, add it in the show notes when it comes to mind. Yeah, I will add it in the show notes because I feel really terrible. I can't remember the name of it right now. I haven't. So anyway, I'll add it in the show notes. Um, but basically, uh, his name is Brian. Oh, Sprout. Sprout Photography. Oh, okay. um, so Sprout Photography Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so what he had mentioned in one of his episodes that I listened to a while ago at this point, uh, he does like an unlimited book option, which is on like the higher end. And I actually kind of, I listened to that and I thought about it for a few months and I was like, you know, that actually sounds like a really good idea because what I used to do when people wanted the higher end book options. And so I'll even tell, so, okay, so let me take a step back. When I have clients that are in my studio, I basically say, Hey, this is the book that I really like. This is the book I want all my clients to get for that one book that I just mentioned there. However, mm -hmm. if you're somebody who really likes to do a lot of these changes and options and embroideries and adding text to different things and this and that, and you know, and, or like you like this kind of option, 
you know, the, the, it's unlimited you know, amount of options that Graphy Studio has. It's, it's almost too many, you know, and that's why I like to kind of like make it simpler for clients. But however, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you still do get those clients that like want things in a specific way or that like, like this a certain book that a friend had or whatever. And so before when I had those clients, I would like have to like make different pricing changes every time somebody wanted to make a change to the book. They're like, oh, we want to do this or oh, we want to do that or oh, we want to do this. And then I would have to like look up the price and then give a new price and then price it out. And that's just such a pain for both the client and me to have to deal with that. So what you can do is you can just um, offer an unlimited option. Um, so I, it's it's a very expensive book, you know, um, but mm-hmm. it's basically I call it an unlimited book. And, and if it's possible for my vendor to do it, we can just do it. And I don't have to think about pricing things out after the fact. Um, so that opens the door to all different kinds of changes and books and page numbers and layout designs and whatever you want to do. It's going to take me a lot of time and design work. And that's why I'm charging mm-hmm. for that. Um, but it's. Um, it's something where it's like, I'm going to, and some, sometimes I might have a crazy bride that like, that like takes advantage of it and does all these crazy things. But most of the time they just don't. And they kind of go along with my suggestions. I actually just recently put together, uh, for that, for those clients in particular, uh, survey, a very similar to actually on Google forums that like similar to the survey that I had for the podcast, but the survey was basically like goes through here are the different book options, you know, for, for people that want go with this unlimited book option. It's, mm-hmm. you can do this, you can do this here, are the different covers here are the different things and blah, 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 blah. And it goes on forever. It took me forever to put this, to yeah. put this, this form together, but it's all there. And then they can actually have a little bit more creative thought and the look of the book. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I can take their input and then maybe suggest different things from that. But at least that gets me a point of getting started when I'm working on one of those books, because it is very time consuming. But if you're going to do that, I, I always said, I'll do it, but I'm going to charge for it, you know? Um, so, so you got to make it so that worth your time to do it. And they know too, like the clients know that it's a very expensive book, but that kind of client kind of just wants to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Um, and they want it, they want to have the the extra Mm -hmm. things and have their book look different from everybody else's. So, um, so anyway, uh, that's, those are the, that's where I kind of come in. But, but at the same time, I, I really do try and steer people towards that middle book because I think that middle book is like as beautiful as anything anybody would put together, you know, on these other options that I'm talking about, but it's just, I've got a workflow for mm-hmm. that and it's just going to, it's easier for me to design and have it look beautiful and, and come out in a way that I think is in my style, you know, when I'm delivering that, that wedding book. Um, so that's, that's mm-hmm. what I do basically, um, I don't know. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts when I was kind of talking through my process at all or? No, no, nothing at all. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so maybe no, then. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, yeah, because you kind of touched base about, I was kind of wondering if, if you did offer something for a little bit of every, uh, every budget because everybody has a different style of budget. So um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's basically why I have the three levels of books. I have the the one that I want to steer people mm-hmm. towards, the one that's on a budget, you know, it's like a coffee table style book, and then one that's a high end unlimited. I call it unlimited, and I think that's what actually Brian called it called it as well on his podcast, um, or you know that that he offers in his studio. I think it makes a lot of sense to do it that way personally. But when you get into the you know the higher end books, at least for for mm-hmm. the way I do it. Um, so yeah, um, you know, and then from there, I mean, maybe we can talk about the second half of it now. Um, from there, when I design a first draft of a book, you know, some, some, I think, I don't know if people are still doing this, but back in the day, I think like a lot of photographers would be like, Hey, pick your pop, your top, uh, 120 images, and then we'll make a book out of them. And then it takes forever to get those images back from the client. 
and it just mm-hmm. and the album books take long enough to begin with so i don't do that i just like design the book the way i think that it looks great and then they make changes from there if they have any changes um and smart albums yeah we, yeah we yeah we stopped doing that too. you stopped doing even the changes oh no 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 oh, um, oh, you, oh you mean asking having, first having, asking yeah first. Having, okay, gotcha. having people pick out okay. um and people you know people just don't have the time because you know it kind of after people get married they ended up they end up buying houses and having babies and life gets really busy for them and they yeah. get new jobs yeah so to have them sit down and go through a couple hundred images and all that stuff it just takes forever it, it adds, I'd, ra- I'd rather get that final product in their hands yeah. when it's still fresh yeah when the wedding's still fresh to them because if, if, if that doesn't happen within i would say a year the first year it's never going to happen right yeah mm-hmm. i think it adds an extra like weeks weeks extra for them to do that extra step so that's why i just design it and put it and put it you know, I, I don't know do you have like a, my the way smart Elms works is which is great um you know you design the book and then put it up online and then they can comment like on each each layout and make changes from there um yeah yeah there are options for that but i don't do it i okay. just send them a, a pdf and okay. then they reply to me yeah, so it's which almost is the same thing sure yep Mm-hmm. But there's still point is is that um, they're getting a digital copy. Our clients are getting digital copies to look at, review, make changes because um, they might yeah. not know on you know page 15. You know Uncle Joey is in page 15 doing something really dumb, and they didn't really even <laughs> want to invite him to the wedding to begin with. You know what I mean? So yeah. we got to make some changes. Yeah, so. because because with the with the whole thir- with the with the whole thing with doing it that way, it actually goes to my album company's website, um, and I really don't want I don't want clients to find out like you know, who I go through because they, they can find stuff out if, if they're smart and if they research stuff mm-hmm. about my album company of, of how much, you know, how much the, the original cost of the album is and they can put two and two together of how much I'm making and all sure. that stuff. So I, I, I don't want the information out there. Sure. Yeah. For, for my yeah. And so. yeah. And you know, but the, only, the, the thing is too, though, is like, these things also take time. You know what I mean? So it's like I, yes, I, the way they, that yes, I view do. wedding books is I don't, I'm not charging for the book. I'm charging for my time to design and go back and forth with you mm-hmm. and make changes and, you know, do a layout. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? like, people do, <laughs> I, probably like 1% of the people out there understand, actually understand that. Yeah. That. I know, I know. Yeah. But most, most people don't, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Um, any other thoughts on wedding book design before we go on? Uh, no, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. But if, if um, any of our if any of our listeners have any questions of what we just talked about, if if we in touch base on something, feel free to email us and uh, send us a question, or jump in the Facebook group and comment in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to go on to a uh, next segment here, which is going to be, uh, you know, I was looking through our survey that we did at the beginning of the year which is about a year ago now at this point which is crazy <laughs> um but the, so one of the only things that i think that we kind of like don't haven't got into or we've gotten into but just not broadly that I, we're just going to put in the end of each episode for the next couple episodes is just lighting um we've talked about lighting before but not like in depth and so we're just going to kind of revisit uh different parts of the wedding day over the next few episodes um, which was neil's idea which i think is a really great idea so like today uh, we're just going to talk about lighting, but we're going to talk about um, the prep and then the next episode, the ceremony and the next episode, the formals, et cetera, just as uh, another little topic to kind of keep the conversation going on lighting and see where that goes. Because what we do in the beginning of the day is very different than what we do at the end of the day or the evening mm-hmm. and the lighting techniques that we're using and thinking about. So um, 
So we're going to go to lighting uh, during the morning, during preparation for the guys and the girls, which I think tends to be a little bit more simpler for most of us, um, but there are other options and things we can do. Um, uh, do you want to start us off, Neil, with uh, some thoughts for lighting and the, for prep? Sure. Uh, yeah, to start off the day, you have no idea what you're going to walk into. Mm -hmm. uh, this, it's a start of the day. You're just kind of getting getting started. Um and and you especially at someone's house you have no idea um what you're going to walk into if it's going to be a big house small house um house with cats and dogs running around and, and massive craziness yeah. <laughs> um and you don't know where the lighting is going to be is are you going to have this big beautiful window but is there going to be furniture covering you know in front of it is where you can't get the bride near nearby um i also i also know that i'm going to be shooting dresses and shoes so i have to bring in lighting that's good for product shots which is usually like an led light um i I'll, i bring an led light which is the ice light uh just in case i don't have a, like a beautiful window nearby um i uh and i bring off camera flash um and that and that's it i i just bring the off camera flash just in case um just let just in, just in mm -hmm. case the uh, so so I start off with product shots. Um, trying you know, actually you know before I even get into product shots, you know of course I go through my whole thing with the bride of, you know, talking to her, see how everything's going, and then um, then after that I ask I ask you know where the dress is, and while while I'm walking through the house, I'm paying attention to the lighting mm -hmm. of the house, um, or the hotel room. Uh, but let's let's just talk about the house for now. Um, I, I notice I, I just kind of pay attention to where the best lighting is. And then once I find that lighting, I kind of clear out the room, uh, not really clear it out, but just kind of move furniture, whatever's in the way. So I can have a nice, beautiful backdrop. Um, and then I just kind of start, then we start the details. Um, and if the lighting is so beautiful that we just kind of keep everything uniformed. Um, we, we try and shoot the dress in that l little area. And then when the bride is ready to get ready, we actually have the bride get ready in that area. So the matching kind of, or the lighting matches every photo kind of thing in, in every backdrop and setting uh, matches because you have to think about the album flow. Um, you know, you don't want it. You don't want a massive mm -hmm. craziness. You want everything mm -hmm. to be uniformed. Um, so I try, yeah, that's what I do. I try and pick out the best room with the best light and I kind of go from there. If, um, and uh, and I, I have my LED light for the um, if if I need any help. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think uh, my process for lighting is pretty similar in the morning. I actually don't bring an LED in the morning. That kind of surprised me that you do, but I guess it makes sense, um, especially with a with it like the ice light. Um, if you don't have that light, I usually just use flash or off camera flash, but it makes sense, um, you know, to have that LED, but, uh, that's uh daylight balance, right? Is the, it uh, is, yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. So it matches the, the light coming through the windows. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, the important thing is just really just trying to pay attention to like where the best light is in the house or, or the hotel, you know, when you go in and I always kind of mention what's, what's so funny. Yes. saw you laughing over there. <laughs> no, no, because, uh, that's pretty much the only time I use those ice lights now is the morning is, is in the morning and those, those stupid lights are so expensive that I think that's pretty much the only reason why I bring them up with me, but no, but 
<laughs> they are they are good for for product shots. I I do like them. Yeah. And and some portraits when you don't have the lighting or maybe some kind of fill in light. But yeah, that's. Um, but other other than the morning time, they uh, they kind of stay in the trunk for now on. Yeah. Kind of kind of upsets me. But yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, same thing. It's just like looking for light, clearing out the rooms, and don't be afraid to clear out the room or ask people to clear out the room or have bridesmaids or people help you move stuff. Um, if you see the mm-hmm. best, a better shot and also giving the bride a little forewarning about that when you're meeting with, with her is always a good idea. It's like, Hey, you know, when we get in there in the morning, we might end up moving some stuff, finding the best light. <laughs> we'll try to have that area uncluttered. If it's at all humanly possible, sometimes that's not cause there's, you know, 20 bridesmaids mm-hmm. running around and there's. Yeah. And, and if you're at, at the parent's house, uh, ask, ask permission yes. first. Yes. Uh, don't just start moving their furniture around <laughs> just, uh, just cause you can, yeah. you know. I made that mistake. It'll go a long way. I made that mistake my first year of shooting. Um, oh no! Not, not at not at a parent's house or anything like that, but it was at like a hotel or something like that. And I just like mm-hmm. moved this furniture, and like the manager came over, was not happy at all. <laughs> oh, he was very upset. So from that point forward, anytime I move stuff in a hotel, not like in the upstairs in a hotel, but like this was like downstairs in the lobby kind of a thing. Oh, like in a yeah. lobby, yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't exactly the lobby, but it was like off to the side. It was a side room, you know, whatever. I should have, mm-hmm. but I didn't think I didn't think anybody was watching. Apparently, somebody was, <laughs> you know. So, uh, so yeah, you got to be careful with that if you're going to move stuff. At least know your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Know where you are. Know what's going on. Yeah, and and you know when when you do move stuff, move it back. Yes, or, or at yes. least try to totally. Uh, yep. At least show an effort. And usually, usually the father will come up. You're like, oh, don't worry about that, because um, you know, especially if you're kind of running, if you're going to run late. But at least make an effort too. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> um, uh, but just uh, back to the lighting side of it. But really, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that I really want to mention, you know, I always prefer, I think you'd probably do too, if, if we have beautiful natural light, we're going to shoot natural light first um, before we go to these other options. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's too, it's too early in the day to uh, to, to start getting crazy <laughs> well, I, with lights. Yeah. Actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's too early in the day to deal with the uh, off-camera yeah. flash stuff and, for me. And actually, and right. And so it's also like a matter of brain power thing for me too. Like, yeah, like yeah. if I want to choose the times that, I, that I'm going 150% brain power, because if I use too much of it in the morning, then I'm not going to have any of that fire later on during <laughs> the day, you know? Yeah, yeah so, you're going to need that. Uh, you're going to need that for that's later. That's right. Um, but one of the one of the key things that I want to mention to newer people uh, in terms of shooting, uh, you know, during the morning is well, two things. I think we mentioned this on the show before too. But just um, if you have tungsten clashing with window light and you're shooting the bride in the morning, just make sure you kill all the tungsten, turn off all those lights, so mm-hmm. that you're only dealing with just the window light. Um, if it's at all possible and that lighting works or is enough light do that you'll be much happier and don't listen to the people that tell you not to turn those lights off because it's not bright enough they don't know what they're talking about you know what you know what, um, you know what sometimes i do is uh use i i do leave one light on if it's giving like a nice rim or, or a backlight mm-hmm. um because it, it just gives like a nice nice warm glow to the back mm-hmm. of their um exactly their, and, their header and anything we always talk about it's all situational so like if you see like what neil's saying like if, yeah. if and situationally if you see a light that has a nice warm glow to it and works for it then use it you know um but i've only noticed that on backlight though it's mm. it's pretty it's pretty nasty when it when it's fill or, or anything anything mm-hmm. else mm-hmm uh, and then just the other lighting thing in particular that i want to mention from the morning uh for like those bridal portraits in the morning is uh 
exposed for the highlights, not the shadows. Don't, I used to do that a lot my first year of shooting. I would like try and make sure that you could see the bride's face and then everything else was like white behind her. And you know, like, mm-hmm. no, Just, you know, find a way, angle yourself in a way that makes the highlights look beautiful and let the shadows fall and be what they're going to be. You're going to be happier with uh, your images that way. Depending, depending on what you're shooting and the style that you're shooting and the way that you're shooting. Um, if you're trying to get group it, shots, go ahead. You're, yeah, go ahead. No, you have you have better luck of pulling out the shadows than recovering the recovering the highlights too. So, mm-hmm. especially with today's technology of you know, um, of 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 dynamic range yep. from the files. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good and, point. And uh, if you're gonna shoot uh, group shots, uh, don't forget that you want your light going towards people's faces if at all possible. Um, the only problem with that is sometimes you have a crappy background, but um, use the light to your advantage if you're doing group shots. Um, yes, light trumps the background, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, All the time. And and same thing, actually, the same thing, same idea uh, with, you know, if you have, like, a father doing a first look and that kind of thing, is um, set him up so that I usually, like, for that, for example, I'll have the bride facing the window, so she's looking towards me, I'm shooting towards her. And then the dad comes up behind her. And then when the dad hugs her, I'm going to have good light on his face. Um, just always be thinking about the direction of light when you're shooting um, and try and minimize your background. Yeah, and, and set up the scene for that. Uh, a lot of people just kind of say, okay, bring in dad now. Uh, and just kind of let the moment happen, which is great on a photojournalist. But, but you can actually stop and take control of the situation before it even happens by placing the bride where you want her to be. Yes. Um, you have an idea where dad's going to come through. And then you ha- have in mind where you're going to position yourself, where your assistant can be. Uh, so you're not, you know, you're not showing up in each, each other's paths. So tell your assistant, you know, keep, keep your camera on the bride. I'll shoot the father. Mm-hmm. And then when things happen... You, everybody's in perfect position, perfect yes. lighting and everything. So yes. uh, think Set of that before up. the moment actually happens. Totally. <clears throat> Set yourself up for success um, mm-hmm. by by doing that and not being afraid to do that. Um, earlier in my career, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, you know, and then my photos weren't as good. But, but, you know, over the years you learn same idea for like, if a bride is going to read a letter from, from her, her uh, fiance, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Put her in a chair in good light when she does it. For the love of God, do that because you're going to get better photos um, when she's reading that in good light. Um, so yeah. it's all about setting things up, you know, to be, you know, and, and then back off to at least in my style. It's like it's like I'll just put them there, give, give them maybe like one or two directions to set, set things up. But then let them let them be for the love of God. Like I can't. Oh, my God. Sometimes I'll have like a videographer that like after you set them up and then they're just like giving them all these directions and like ruining the moments and like, and like, oh, and no. like oh my, I had a few this, this past year that I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You are literally like <laughs> ruining the moment for this bride by like, by like forcing her to do all these little poses and these things and read it again and do this again. I'm like, and my head, I'm like, shut the hell up and let her do it. Let, <laughs> let her, let her have her moment the way that it's supposed to be without force directing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so for me, like, like I want to set it up, but then as soon as you set it up for the love of God, back off and like, let the moments happen, what they're going to be. And then just capture them. I can't, I cannot stand when videographers mm-hmm. uh, do that. And, and then I feel like I'm associated with them somehow. And you, you know, oh, like, yeah. like, oh yeah. God, I cannot, I cannot stand when they do that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love you, video, videographers, but I cannot stand when they set up those little moments like that, and then they just ruin the intimate moments that they're supposed to be having, that a bride should be having, or mm-hmm. a couple should be having. 
um, throughout yeah. the day. Yeah, especially when they say, okay, can you do it again? Can you do it again? Can you do it again? Yeah. It's like they, these are supposed to be real moments. And I'm not talking about reading the, the letter from the groom or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the father actually coming in. Right. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I, I kind of see what they're going for because they need, I mean, they, they just have music in the background to their video and they just, but I don't know. It's, it's just try and nail it on the first when it actually happens. Yeah. Can we just please yeah. do that? And, and I'm not so that, so, so then I can move on to my portraits. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that like, that's fine to do later when you're just working with a couple trying to get shots or whatever. But when, oh, but, yeah, but, yeah. But when it's moments that are supposed to be moments, and you're trying to force them, they just come off mm. forced. They don't look good. No, I know. They ruin the moment for the bride and groom. Don't do it. I, that's that's even for... I'm, I'm even talking to not even videographers too. I'm talking to photographers. Photographers, if you're newer, same thing. Don't do that. Like literally just don't do that. Don't, don't force things. Don't retake you know, the same shots again you know, that, that are supposed to be the intimate moment shots because I don't know, just do your job the first time. You know? um, anyway, it's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that's pretty good, uh, for lighting, pre-wedding, lighting prep in the morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so the next episode, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll remember to do this. Uh, we'll talk about lighting for, um, for, for the ceremony, uh, for the ceremony. Yes. I mean, we, we kind of skipped over the guy. Should we talk about the guys a little bit? Does anything change for you for, uh, for, for shooting the guys in, early in the day i think well so so usually it's always my second shooter that's with the guys um so i mm -hmm. don't have as much even experience with them other than if i do sh second shoot with a friend something like that but i think the only thing that that really changes from that everything else is pretty similar because when i have shot the guys in the past of the guys in the hotel and i can bounce back and forth um i'm usually doing the same things with window light um setting him up if he's reading a letter from his bride um, mm -hmm. I'm usually doing the same, same idea or same, you know, as far as like what I'm doing for prep in the morning. Uh, the only thing that I think changes for the guys a little bit is that they get ready so fast. There's all this time in the morning to like go and like shoot with the guys and like go outside and, you know, do all these crazy shots with the guys. Um, which in that yeah. case, you're really just doing like wedding party stuff with the guys, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but not inside. Like I'm specifically thinking of like hotels when I'm talking right now, you know, like yeah. bouncing back and forth, but I don't think anything else changes for me in particular. Mm -hmm. You see, um, see, I, we do something. I mean, my, my assistants always stay with me during the bride just because, um, I like, I like those shots to be hundred percent for me. Not, I'm not saying that your yours aren't, mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I'm, I'm more comfortable of having an assistant because they, they help me move furniture. <laughs> mm -hmm. or, sure. or, they, or they do detail shots when I'm doing doing other stuff with the bride or getting ready for for the bridal portraits. Yeah. Um, so usually what we do is we leave, uh, you know, before the the limo leaves, about ten minutes before the limo leaves, um, if not before that, and then we meet the guys at the church, and I do the portraits usually of the guys at the church, unless they're getting ready at the same hotel, so I can bounce back and forth between yeah. hotel rooms. Yeah, uh, that, that's when I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do the. But usually I'll I'll just get the same shots that I do at the hotel room that I can do at the church of the of the groom just kind of fixing his ties, cufflinks, you know, give me a couple poses. Um, and, and I try and find a little bit more um, uh, Rembrandt lighting uh, for the guys, a little bit more 
uh, one directional, a little bit darker of a mood uh, of, mm-hmm. for, for the guys, mm-hmm. uh, for the brides. I'm sorry, for the grooms. Um, but for the brides, I like to shoot a little bit more bright, high-key, um, almost like a heavenly, mm-hmm. angelic look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the guys, I, I like to tone it down, like just that one directional light of um, just making, you know, you know how guys look cooler yeah, when, yeah. when it's a little bit darker. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit stronger of a light hitting them, so I can you know t- tone it down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of like what I do for the guys. Uh, you know, I, I always kind of notice when when I do when I do spend more time with the guys, like at, at the at the hotel, uh, I only use like almost the same kind of pictures for the album that I do at the church. So that's why I really don't spend too much time with the guys. Yeah. You know, it's all about the bride in the morning yeah, anyway. Right. You know, there's so there's so much going on. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, and uh, yeah, any 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 anything from you of uh, lighting the guys? Anything different? No, other than I just agree with you that you know, getting a harder look on guys. Um, you know, you can have um, manly, cool. Yeah, yeah, manly is all right, man. Like having <laughs> having harsher t- um, shadows is okay with the guys in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually you want sh- softer shadows with the girls. Um, but if you, you know, that's why like with guys, like you can do a split lighting, um, and that's going to look cool. That's almost not going to, never going to look cool on most brides, you know, <laughs> unless you're trying to really yeah. say something. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you're, what you'd be trying to say exactly, but, you know, um, so yeah, no, I just, I agree with you. Um, and uh, I think uh, that said, I think that's probably going to wrap things up for uh, this episode, episode 49. We'll be back uh, next time with episode 50. We're going to have a guest for episode 50. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. look forward to t- talking with him uh, next episode. And uh, in the meantime, uh, Neil, where can people follow you? You know, right now, Facebook. Um, yeah, search me on Facebook, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Um, that's That's the only thing I really have time for right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Um, Facebook's still my main thing, but I'm, I still am doing the, the Instagram first and then pushing back out to Facebook, even if the photo quality is worse, maybe because I don't care about photo quality, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. All right. Um, thanks everybody for listening in and we'll catch you next time for episode number 50.